wide world of sports is going on here. Five, four, three, two, one. When you look at Kelvin Benjamin, guys, he's 6'5", he's 245 pounds. He's probably a Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. It's not the Dallas Cowboys, but it's a start. You love this. Whoop, and then whoop, and then whoop. Oh, the Denver Broncos. Now stay tuned for six hours of exciting football action. Bears trying to cross midfield. Whoop. That's right. We just had the divisional playoffs, conference championships this weekend. Adam and I are going to break it down for you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hit it. They call him the Galloping Gazelle. His habitat, the frozen tundra of Soldier Field. For six seasons and two pro bowls, he grazed on the tasty green turf of the end zone. Until one fateful Sunday in November, when the gazelle was stopped in his tracks by a big cat named Wade Krzyzewski. Come with me and Wally to the Super Bowl? Oh, absolutely. My favorite team's in it. The Atlanta Falcons. I'm exhausted. Straight off the couch. All right, ladies. Buckle up. It's showtime. That's right. It's showtime, boys and girls, moms and dads, kids of all ages. Phone the neighbors. Wake the kids. It's time to talk some NFL with my partner, my co-conspirator, the uh, the the he's he's the, the the master of all things Canadian. Please welcome my my good friend Adam Whitehall. Adam, how was it? We had a good weekend of football. Man. Oh, did we ever have a good weekend, Terry? I mean, we had uh, hugs and kisses, near misses and heartbreaks. Oh my goodness! Uh, there was some there was some great games over the weekend. I'm not gonna lie. I had some really exciting stuff. You and I talked about them as they were going on, but. Uh, well, the thing I like, we, we didn't have one blowout. Not one blowout. They were competitive yeah. until the mid-fourth uh, quarter, all four games. Yeah, so that's the one thing that you and I always discuss during the regular season, uh, that garbage time football that no, nobody else watches. We always want a competitive game regardless of the record of the team. It's just more fun to watch a competitive game than it is to watch a team get their doors blown off. It really is. It really is. So... Um, that brings us to the, the first game we're going to talk about, which was the first game that got played Saturday afternoon, Texans at Ravens. Um, it wasn't as cold or as rainy as I thought it was going to be, but C.J. Stroud being from the Ohio State University wasn't too upset by the cold anyway. So, No, he looked really good early. Uh, not sure what happened to that, uh, that whole team, but they, they did fall apart in that uh, late third, early fourth quarter. Um. Number four seed Texans obviously get to see the uh, the number one bye week uh, Ravens, and I'm I'm not gonna lie, the Ravens looked really rusty in that first half. Uh, for guys that have been sitting for like three weeks, um, the rust was the rust was there. Yeah, it was, uh, they didn't they was, they was, didn't look good. It was obvious that they hadn't they they, they had you can practice as hard as you want, you can work out as hard as you want. But game speed, game times, game situations are completely different vibe. And it was obvious that they weren't quite back at game speed. Yeah, those uh, those game reps really showed uh, come come game time. I 
thought the Texans were going to really make a game of this. Um, for some reason, the Ravens, you know, just shook, shook the rust off come uh, late third quarter, and they just took off, and the Texans couldn't do anything about it. And and Jackson used his legs pretty well, but he didn't he didn't overdo it. Had some really nice tight spirals in the wind, and and that Ravens defense is a thing, man. So this uh, this game was uh, the early projection was forty four and a half. It did not change at game time. Uh, final score thirty four to ten. Uh, so forty four points on the money. Uh, you get the under by a half a point. So, <laughs> and we both took the over. <laughs> yeah, we both took the over. So uh, we both took the Ravens as well. At least we got one part of that right. So, and this is the last game, last time we're going to see ESPN do football this season. Next season is a whole other matter. Um, that pregame show of theirs with Scott Van Pelt, or as I like to call him, Scott Van White as possible. Um, oh, my God. He's bleached. <laughs> you get him in the right light. He's translucent, man. Yeah. Uh, and he's the apparently the only talent they have. He's, he's very often alone by himself, and it's really weird to see no panel. And I'm not taking away from he, he's obviously a qualified professional. Personally, I find him to be a. I think dry white toast is slightly more moist than Scott Van Pelt. <laughs> That's just me, though. Um, he actually excels really well when they do give him a panel of uh, three, four guys. He's um, a good director. He, he's a good director. Yeah. He yeah he he basically plays the moderator part and he does a very good job. But when he's on his own, uh, which is very often, which I'm like ESPN up your funding or something. That's just it. They uh, they they they're in financial trouble, so that's why they they cleaned house last year. That's why Booger was relegated, and, and you know they got rid of Susie Colbert because her contract was one of the higher higher dollar contracts on their books, and that's the what that's what. That's what big businesses do when they're hurting is they cut overhead, and that's what's going on with, with ESPN. Um, but you still had Troy and Troy and Joe, and they're still the creme de la creme when it comes to game calling. You know, they they are that. ranked the number one by the fans as the as the best commentator duo. Yeah, you just can't you can't beat them. They're so consistent and they're so reliable. And Troy only mentioned knowing Emmett Smith once or twice this game, so that wasn't too bad. Yeah, I didn't hear him uh, drop Emmett's name too much. Um, I had some bathroom breaks and stuff in between. I didn't take this game super seriously because it was a uh, it was a big stalemate uh, second quarter. Like there wasn't a lot of action. Nope, nope. It was a back and forth. Yeah, a lot of. It was uh, just a. It was just a. It was just a defensive battle come the second quarter. So it just kind of was one of those things where you know there's a lot of there was some penalties and there was you know trying to run the ball and some timeouts taken and it just it seemed like the quarter just drag on for a longer than it should have. Yeah, it did. It did. But that you know that's football. So how did we do on our props? All right, so the props that I threw out on our last episode, uh, Rookie of the Year, C.J. Stroud. How many mentions is it going to get? Three and a half is what I said. Uh, one mention. Well, that's a little disappointing for, for me and C.J. Uh, league MVP Lamar mentions. Uh, I had it marked at three and a half. Uh, we hit three. Oh, they're, they're, I'm telling you, Adam, they're listening to the show. 
They're, we're hitting unders like crazy. They're, they're uh, listening to the, the show. They're going, hey, Adam and Terry are taking the overs. we got to go under. They're, they're working it on purpose now. The next one I got is I said a Ravens fan would be dressed up as a bird. We got one. We did have one. <laughs> we got one. It was a. Uh, it was actually like a. It was like a crow's head. So I guess a raven and a crow are the same thing, but it Basically. didn't have a. It was very smooth, like. Uh, and then uh, they had a cape on, so it wasn't like full bird with wings. But I guess we could take it. If depends depends on what you're doing with your friends and what kind of drinking game you're having. You could say it's a bird. You could say it's no. It didn't. Depending could, on what I said could, last week, you could say it's a wrestler too, because we had the wrestler. Yeah, you prop, could. You know, so that Texans fan dressed as a wrestler was the next one. I did not see one. No, I didn't. I tried, either. guys. I looked really hard. I didn't either, but there wasn't. A, I didn't think. I don't think there was a lot of Texans fans in the house. I don't think a lot. Of no, it was yet. very Baltimore centric. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Texans fans travel like uh, Bills Mafia. You know, or or the Buccaneers fans. Those guys, they they travel well. You know. Yeah, Bucks Bucks fans like to travel too, which I think is crazy since uh, everywhere else is almost always colder than Tampa Bay. Yeah, but I don't think anybody. I can't say anybody. I Nobody's think, from Tampa Bay. They're right. all transplants. That's what I think. They're all transplants. Yeah, they want to. Yeah. We got to go back to Detroit, man, because we that's where we're from. You know that happens a lot. I think. So, do we have any other props? That was it on the props for Texans Ravens. Which brings us to. Uh, Cram it up your cram hole on the floor. That's right. The Niners and the Packers. Packers in San Francisco. And uh, too late, LaFleur. That's right. It was yeah. just too late. LaFleur couldn't get it done. That was another good game, another close game until, like, and, until Purdy threw that one pass that was just, I, it was out of his ass. I don't know where he, where he pulled it out of, but it sealed the deal and it, it put, the, put the Niners over the top on the Packers. He did not look good for the majority of that game. Packers had complete control of that game, and I thought they may pull the upset off. I thought they were going to for for about two and a half. And I'm not a pa- I'm not a Packers fan. I'm not a Niners fan. Uh, you and I have talked about the Niners all season and saying that between them and Baltimore, those are the those were the two most complete teams that we'd seen come. Around week six, I think we started kind of looking at projections. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we t- we talked about Philly a lot. My argument on Philly was, they're they're I don't I didn't think their game was that great. Uh, even though they had a great record, they were getting lucky a lot uh, to win games. But the Ravens and the 49ers both look like well-rounded, competitive, Super Bowl caliber teams. The big difference with me. The Niners had that stretch where they struggled. What was it three games? I think it was. The Ravens. Yeah, never... they had they, they had the majority of their starters out too. They had uh, Ayuk was out, Debo was out, and uh, I think CMC was was down a couple games. Yeah, right. And, and so they had three games where they had like their their big names that actually produced points were out, and they lost to some. I think they lost to the Broncos. Mm-hmm. I think they lost to the Browns. Mm-hmm. Um. I can't remember who who all they lost to, but yeah, um, they had a they had a rough go for about three games until they got their starters back and then back to full complete team again. And McCaffrey didn't look very sharp Saturday. Uh, yeah, i I think I think the Packers defense we underestimated them. Well, I didn't. <laughs> well, you get you get to see them I twice see a year, them right? Twice a year, yeah. They're um yeah. they're young, they're aggressive. And um, 
They're their 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 defensive line is deceptive. It's not one that gets a lot of constant penetration. You're not seeing a lot of pressures, but they're not getting people out a lot of room to breathe either. Their offensive look every time. You can't tell if it's pass or run. They're in the same formation almost every time. Well, when you got Aaron it, Jones, why? Yeah, it's crazy. And I mean that guy. Wow, has he ever? Yeah, averaging like six and a half yards a carry for the season. Yeah, he, for the season. Yeah. If he stays healthy, he's going to be a superstar for years. Yeah, and, and he's and he's 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 solid in pass pro too. When they do drop back to pass and he stays in to protect, not a lot of people get by him. You don't see guys a little guys a little tank. Yeah, he is. I, I and I hate I hate I, I hate to say it. Cram it up your cram hole the floor. You know. <laughs> so what how what do we do with the props on that one? Adam's got a little bit of a chest thing, boys and girls. So if he sounds yeah, rough, so don't uh, mind me, guys. I, I keep muting my mic because I got a little bit of a chest man cold thing going. That's uh, happened ever since uh, the after we recorded our last show, believe it or not. So maybe this is the uh, the the medication that I needed to get back on the mic. Well, the last one was um, was a long one, so maybe that was the problem. We went too long, and I, now you're you're catching up from. It. I thought that. I thought that. I thought maybe maybe it was just uh, you know being on the mic too long throat was sore but mm-hmm. no it caught up like hard um so props on this one uh joe montana mentions i said three and a half um they are in san francisco uh we only got one mention you we did have one i didn't think we had any uh that was a little surprise yeah we, we got one um and it was kind of like a a non-said joe montana mention they're just like like some other guy, and they showed a graphic of Joe Montana, and I was like, "Oh, can that, I really count that?" <laughs> yeah, so I put it in as one in case anybody was actually keeping track and had their own little, uh, you know, the, the, side bet thing going on with their friends, right? Yeah, they they have their straight off the couch flowcharts to sit next to. Yeah, as all loyal listeners do, Adam. They have their straight off yeah, the couch flowcharts. Yeah, they're they're just sitting there marking down uh, graphs. Saying, "Oh, Adam, Adam was right ninety percent of the time, or he was wrong a hundred percent of the time, sure, sure, or whatever." They they're, they're marking all those things on the well, on the, a flowchart. The lovers want you to be right, and the haters want you to be wrong. That's just the way of life, sir. All right. So I also said that uh, Green Bay would be mentioned as the youngest team. I had that for four and a half. Uh, it was six. It went for six. I was gonna say I, I feel like they said that a lot. Because I hear that a lot every time yeah. Green Bay plays. Uh, the average age of the Green Bay Packers is 25 years, 264 days. I don't know why they broke it down like that, but uh, that's what what they did. Well, that's that's simply because sometimes it could be 25 years and 150 days. You know, they're yeah, uh, yeah, they have to go by days. But I mean, it was just uh, that's a little. Just leave it at the youngest team in the league, bam. Yeah, we like, don't hear about the rest of it, right? You don't have to break it down. Like, it, it, I think the, the announcers like to do stuff for stats. Like, if there was another team that had the same youngest age, but right down to the day, they'd bring it down to hours and minutes. I swear they would, just for a stat. Oh, they would. It's, Absolutely, they would. And this, we had, we had Collinsworth and and. Uh, no, that sorry that that was um that was the Buccaneers. This one was on. I can't even remember the network. Was that on? That had to be Fox. 
That had I'm to pretty be. sure. That had to be I'm Fox. Pretty, I'm pretty sure it was Fox. So that meant, I'm gonna, it, you know what it was? Because Greg Olson and Kevin. And I like I like those two guys a lot. Because they're the most neutral in their presentation. They don't they they might have a favorite, but they're not letting you know who it is. Yeah, we got Kevin and, and Greg for that one. That's right. Because you did mess I just had to look back. Uh you did message me and saying uh that you love those guys a lot. Well and and you know, as you pointed out, Erin Andrews was was ready to be she was put on her I wanna be a rapper puffy coat. So Oh, that was crazy. She looked she looked like she was gonna drop a diss album or something. <laughs> All right. Any minute now. <laughs> yeah, like she just like wardrobe changes like crazy. Um, so the other two props I had. Oh, by the way, this was uh this was marked as uh fifty point five uh under over, and uh, the score was twenty four twenty one, uh, making it a total of forty five points. Uh, we both had Niners over. Niners did win, uh, but not the over. So once again, we're right half on half of it. Um, that line also did not change at game time. No. So the, uh, the next props I had for that game was a fan wearing a Super Bowl ring headpiece. I thought for sure we'd see uh, San Fran faithful wearing a ring since San Francisco uh, had a few Super Bowls. Right. And they want to they want to bring that greatness back. Right. Uh, so so it was either going to happen or it wasn't. Uh, it, I did not see one. Well, you know what the problem is with Santa Clara? Too many damn vampires. Too many damn vampires. Um, also, I had a sign that has a play on words using love because mm-hmm. Jordan love. I had that marked at one and a half. Uh, we did not see a single sign. I didn't see a lot of Packers fans, to be honest. I didn't either, and I was a little surprised because, again, the Packers usually travel pretty well when they do stuff like that. But I figured this time of year with you know a divisional round, it's not, it's no longer wild card. Uh, people are going to be following their team to wherever they're going. Well, that and and with all due respect to the state of Wisconsin, where my company corporate headquarters is at, it's miserable in Wisconsin in January. You'd think they'd want to get yeah. out just because of that. Yeah, you'd you'd just want to go check out the Golden Gate Bridge or something. Yeah. Even. Yeah. So what is it? It's it's thirty five. Well, we got negative thirty five here. Let's go enjoy the summer. You know, but that didn't happen. So what are we gonna do? Any more props? Uh, that was it for the props. Um, just again, just uh, another game where we did not see the fans travel to um, the opposing uh, team stadium. I was I was just a little shocked. Unlike our next game, which was the Sunday afternoon game, that one was on Fox, Buccaneers at Lions. Um, we got to get our little boy Baker a hug and some animal crackers. Oh, my fries. God, Baker. So this was a uh, a Mike Tirico, Chris Collinsworth game. Tirico, who's a Detroit native, but, again, he plays it down the middle. You don't know when, while he's doing the show. Uh, I love that guy, man. He is just a great broadcaster. He, he like really he, is. Good, good, even presentation. He gets up when he needs to, and when it's not something happening, like a lot of broadcasters, I'm looking at you, Al Michaels. When things are going slow, the tone of their voice changes. Tarico's. Oh yeah, he gets crusty. Yeah, Tarico doesn't do that. Tarico keeps the ball rolling really well. No, he's very even keel. He's very professional, and he shows no bias to any team. And I find that he reels in the color a little bit too to say, "Hey, hey, hey Chris, you can't do that." I've caught him, catch- but in a nice way. I- I've caught him correcting Collinsworth a couple of times. Sure. 
which uh, good for him. So, th- so this game, uh, we both had Lions over. Uh, the early line was 48 and a half. Uh, at game time, it turned to 49 and a half. I don't know what that extra point was going to do. Like, the, whatever. Um, score ended up being 31-23 Lions. But this was a fantastic game to watch. And I thought the Bucks could have pulled an upset here. They really, their their defense is really, really strong. Did you hear Tariko mention the stat that just blew me away? I went and looked it up. He was right. There was not one P.I. penalty called on a cornerback from Tampa Bay all season long. Yeah. Just, That's amazing, it's, right? It's amazing. And their physical cornerbacks on top of it. They just they've been I had to look I had to look it up because I thought it was an absolute bullshit stat. I'm like, I somebody did, pulled I that did. out of their ass. I and did just screw it to the wall and see if it would stick. I did, but I went and looked and I was like, wow, that's accurate. They've been trained yeah. when the when when the when the receiver turns his head to look and they're not in position to put their arms down. Now, it hasn't that's not to say that the Bucks haven't got their share of PIs, but their corners haven't got any PIs. Right. The safeties and the linebackers, another issue. Yeah, different issue. But those are those are some pretty good corners, man. And those are the guys that are going to get the majority of PIs on all teams. And and I forgot his name now. The Lions tight end. Sam Laporta. Laporta was doing work. Sam Laporta. How can you forget that name? Yeah, yeah. Laporta. He was doing work. He was every time. Every time Goff needed an outlet, Laporta was there, and he'd pick up five or six after catching it. He's he's the real deal, man. So they did jack this game to 49.5 points. They buffered it that one point, and uh, 31-23 is your final score. So we have a 54-point game. You and I both took Lions over. We win. What do we win? I don't know. <laughs> Bragging rights, I guess. But, yeah, Lions over. Uh, we got that one right. And what did we have going on for prop bets? Ah, uh, so this one kind of breaks my heart because I thought I had some great prop bets. Uh, M and M sightings. I figured four and a half. I, I, um, I think. Mar- I don't think M was in the building. I, yeah, I, I, I think Marshall stayed home that week. You know. Maybe. Yeah, Shady was somewhere else that weekend, so we didn't. I didn't see M and M once. Uh, I don't know if he was there or not. Likely not there. Um, and even if he was there, he's kind of humble when he's out in public. Like he's kind of hoodied up and he's not, he, he doesn't even, I don't even think he shaves or anything to go out in public. He I, just kind of just shows up and he's just like, yeah, whatever. I'm here. His entourage isn't really big and flashy either. No, not like it used to be. Yeah. So maybe he's, he, he, could, he could be mellowing in his old age. The next one I had was, uh, you know, Barry Sanders or Megatron are at the coin toss, and I actually had to dig for this one. They didn't show uh, it, which was a little disappointing. Usually for playoff and games, I can I cannot find any footage anywhere of the coin toss. Yeah, I so was, I was it expecting had, it. And I think I think if if Barry and Mega or Megatron were there, they it would be a big thing. So I'm going to say that that didn't happen. They did show Barry on the sidelines, though. I know Barry, Barry will go to every game now mm-hmm. that he's welcome back in Detroit after his, uh, you know, walking away yep. from and retiring. Yep. Uh, there yep. was a big debacle there. And if you're looking for something to watch on, uh, I believe it's Amazon Prime. Yes. Uh, Bye Bye Barry. Yes. it's Great, great football documentary. It is on Prime. You're absolutely right. And I, they, like I said, they showed him on the sidelines a couple of times. 
And and it looks like his trash talking hadn't dropped off too much. No. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was spitting some shit. Um, next thing I had, because we, we liked it so much from the week prior and it didn't happen, uh, Baker dies and gets reincarnated uh, because that boy will take a hit and he's like a Timex watch. He takes a licking and keeps on ticking. And he just never, um, he, he never stops, man. Even when they were... He, uh, he didn't take too many bad hits, so that one ended up as a zero and under again. So, s- side conversation... Baker had a one-year deal. He bet on himself. If they put the franchise tag on him, it's like a $35 million payout for next year. Yeah, and they might have to because they have 80 mil dead cap, and so that means they don't really have a lot of money moves that they can make. And Evan's contract is up? Yeah, he's free agent come March 17th or whatever the the, the league year starts. Um, It'll be be interesting to see what goes on there because – I mean, someone someone will pay him. Oh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him wind up. This is a prediction for me, boys and girls. I can see him going to Buffalo and Buffalo saying goodbye to, to their number one receiver because he doesn't look happy at all. Oh, Diggs? Diggs, yeah. I can see them well, Buffalo letting Diggs go and giving Evans a contract. Well, Diggs is kind of an interesting guy. If he's he... not getting the ball, he lets them know. Yeah, and then during the off season, it seems to be a lot of drama around him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to see a guy that just goes and balls out, and we we can leave all the little kid uh, high school shit at home. Just go, um, just go to work, man. That's all. I, just go yeah, to work. Just go to work, catch the ball. So, uh, uh, last last prop I had on that one was uh, pirates in the crowd. Four and a half pirates in the crowd is what I wanted to see. Arr. Arr. Uh, there was two. Arr, they need to parlay some more pirates there, matey. Yeah, we had two buccaneers in the crowd, so um, that was, so that one went under. Uh, everything went under on the uh, Bucks lions game for props. So if you're following along, uh, the unders are winning right now where does Tampa, this week. Where does Tampa Bay keep their buccaneers? Under their bucking helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to Chiefs at Bills. The game, I think everybody in America was waiting to see, and it just had some of the worst camera work I've ever seen in my life. It wasn't the oh camera. Oh my god! It wasn't the camera work was bad. It was the the director kept he, he was cutting so much to try and get as much in there as possible, and it was the on entire the entire broadcast was awful. In my it was, opinion, it was on, um, it was on CBS. So that means Romo and Nance. I, I I've had my fill of Romo. I'm good. I don't need to hear any more Romo. I thought I was on some sort of hallucinogenic or some sort of speed or something where I was just ramped up because the camera angles were flashing fast while the commentators were talking about something else. Um, it was. It felt like one action, giant non sequitur. It felt like one giant non sequitur. Yeah. Yeah, and the action didn't like the camera didn't follow the action on the field very well, and the quarters were disappearing like crazy. And mm-hmm. I was just like, "What happened?" I th- and I think we missed plays. I literally think that the camera did not catch plays. They were trying so hard to capture the 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 vibe and and the pomp and circumstance of the game that they missed part of the game is what I think happened. Yeah, so that was by far the worst broadcast I had seen this year. Um, 
Well, when you oh, I, I shouldn't say this year because there's some been some bad ones in the regular season with like uh, tier C and D uh, commentators, right, but right. When you... This one was this one was for a primetime game. This was by far the worst that I've seen uh, in a long time. Yeah, usually get that kind of production work when it's the highly functioning Kenny Albert. Not it when it's was, Nancy uh, Romo. But then again, you had a shirtless Kelsey, and they had to pay attention to that. Yeah. Um, I think I think a lot of the, the Taylor Swift, um, you know, and then Cal, like Jason Kelsey gets, you know, basically retires the week previously. If you missed that on our previous episode, we talk about Jason Kelsey and the Philadelphia Eagles ending their season and Kelsey... Uh, speaking to his teammates in the locker room after the game, saying that he was going to retire. We have not seen an official announcement or statement from him yet, actually. Maybe, and this is only because they do the podcast together so much. Travis has hinted at retiring, too. Maybe they're going to do it at the same time. They're just going to, like, arm-in-arm walk off into the sunset together sort of deal? Yeah, if, if Travis gets another Super Bowl ring, I can see it happening. Travis is a great player, but he's definitely lost a step this year. And and just the wear and tear, and I, I can see them both going, that's it, we're done at the same time. Wouldn't surprise me a lot. Besides okay, that, so... then, then Travis can go follow his, his girlfriend, who Tony Romo refuses to call by name, on tour. That is, that is so great, though. <laughs> there's a there's a, an interested fan. <laughs> he did Every time they had the camera on her, he would figure out a way to do, to address what was on the screen and not use her name, except for the one time that he called her Travis's wife. Hey, look, there's an exciting excited fan. She's jumping up and down. So um, this game was actually uh, marked at 46, 46 and a half, um, and it did not change at game time. Uh, we both had bills over once again. Or... Well, half we, wrong. Well, we got the over right. Yeah, we were half wrong again. Uh, Chiefs win 27-24 uh, in a game that was uh, actually pretty entertaining, but the Bills probably should have had. Um, well, I sent you what, the article what, midweek after we recorded the show when the, when the NFL announced who was going to be officiating all those games. And um, it, was, it was Sean Hockley. Interesting side note, Hockley, every time he calls a Kansas City game, they're eight, now they're nine and two when he calls a game. And they're, they've won every game he's officiated in the Super or in, in playoffs. So he's, there's, there's some concern about a bias there. Couple of questionable calls. The one I texted you about the, was. Uh, first play of the game. First play of the game. Yeah. He, he tapped it forward. We're going to give him 15 yards. Yeah, and I don't know how forward it went. It looked like he was just like taking a swat at the ball to get it out of bounds, and it yeah. looked like it went laterally. It yep. did not look like it went forward. It, it looked parallel to the line of scrimmage, not toward the line yeah. of scrimmage. Yeah. So that's that was questionable. So that was kind of a dumb call to begin with. I mean, just to start the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the ball's out of bounds. Oh, but we're gonna, you know, it didn't matter. The Bills marched down the field anyway, and. A lot of back and forth. There, on the there was what I think a grand total of four punts throughout the whole game. You know. Yeah. So it was it was a good game. Anytime the punter doesn't work up a sweat and you, you're concerned about hypothermia because of the cold, that's 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 a good football game in my opinion. Not that I don't like punters, but I want to see football. I don't want to see the ball in the air. 
Um, well, my my favorite play of the game in that one, and I think this is probably was one of the determining factors in the game was the uh, the Bills fake punt. What a bad call at the wrong time, man. Let's put in a guy. So I don't know if uh, all of our listeners remember, but you know there was a guy that pretty much died on the field last year. Um, Demar Hamlin, number three, mm. um, hasn't really hasn't really played this year he's he's suited up like two or three times he's played a couple of plays over the entire season he's never played a full game they put him in there for the like a guy that's like got no reps whatsoever and and i don't know what they were thinking like why wouldn't you use your best weapon there it sounds like they saw there was only 10 chiefs on the field so they decided to go for the fake. Who makes that call? Because it's not like they're just standing around waiting for, you know, how, the Chiefs aren't going to have 10 men on the field very often ever. No. You know, so how do, what, there's there's one guy short, change that player. Did somebody at the line make the call or was it in the huddle? I don't know, but that's that was the logic I heard after the game was they only saw 10 Kansas City Chiefs on the field. They decided to try for the fake. And it wasn't a good wasn't a good design. It wasn't well executed, and it was just there was nothing good about it. No, and it was in the wrong part of the field to try a fake. And there was nothing good about it. No, no. If you're gonna do what you, if you're gonna do the fake, just go ahead and run a normal play and put it in Josh Allen's hands or his feet. Yeah, let the tank go to work. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I swear that guy's gonna come up like career ending injury the way he runs sometimes but it never happens well when, you, when you're that big you know and he, he gives out as much punishment as he he takes so um so that brings us to the props how do we do on props all right so uh we had uh t swifty sightings i uh I, I put a line on that of six and a half because uh we were um you know she wasn't in her preferred uh chief's uh booth so i didn't know how the bills were going to accommodate them so i said six and a half we saw her six times i'm telling you the, so the league is listening to us dude um i also mentioned that romo was going to refuse to acknowledge taylor um i had that as a 0.5 so it was either going to happen or not happen it actually happened twice yeah yeah <laughs> which is not which made me laugh so hard. And it, it, it continues to make me laugh every time he does it. Um, I had background roll of chicken wings three and a half times. I did not see any chicken wings. That's really disappointing because some wings go down good when you're watching playoff football on a Sunday night, man. I mean, uh, like buffalo wings, man. Like, it just kind of goes hand in hand. You're, you're, in, and buf- then fi- you're in Buffalo. You're in Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. You're in Buffalo. And they didn't show any wings. They didn't show any tailgaters making wings. They didn't show any wings being made in local, uh, like, bistros or restaurants. That's like if you're they in Chicago. Nothing. That's like being in Chicago and not showing the pizza joints. Yeah. I mean, they always show it, right? Or but can, no, Kansas City we, and no, uh, barbecue, no barbecue. You know, what are you doing? We didn't we we didn't see we didn't see any we didn't see any crazy buffalo stuff that you'd expect to see in Buffalo. Like I don't recall seeing during the broadcast any Bills fans going through tables. Right. Give us give us the B roll of, of the parking lot. We yeah, did, we they didn't, didn't get like they didn't show us any of that. I don't understand what was going on. And then finally my last prop bet 
on this game was uh, I had the I had this from my buddy Tyler. He was about the shirtless Buffalo fans with the temperature coming up a couple degrees from the week previously. Um, and he figured a group of four or five dudes would be shirtless and have like bills painted on their bellies, right? Like right. B-I-L-L-S. Right. Um, so I thought that was fair. Uh, I had that at six and a half. Total number of shirtless Buffalo fans, zero. Well, unless Who you... was shirtless? Travis Kelsey. Or uh, not Jason Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. Or Jason Kelsey. Sorry, not Travis yeah. Kelsey. Let's not mix up the brothers. Yeah, yeah. And did you see, I read this today on Sports Illustrated. Um, their mom was yelling at him to come back in. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they actually have video of uh, Jason in the parking lot. Uh, it's all across oh, like no. almost everything. No, this is when they're in the booth. He sees a couple of like, I'm going to say 9, 10, 11 year old girls. And they're holding We Love You Taylor signs. He climbed through the window went and got these girls and picked them up to show Taylor that these little girls were holding signs that said, we love Taylor. The guy's an animal. I mean, he's a, he's a big teddy bear of a man, but I mean, he's an animal. He was in the parking lot before the game with Bill's fans doing shots out of bowling balls. <laughs> they were filling the holes of bowling balls with alcohol and he was doing shots out of the holes well it's buffalo what else are you gonna do man shovel snow but he was with but like he was with i don't know what his thoughts were like yeah fuck my brother's not getting a fuck another super bowl i hope buffalo takes (laughs) this shit (laughs) i don't know what anyway um they actually are are really good together the two brothers um they do have an awesome podcast called new heights if you've never heard of it i don't know who on this planet hasn't heard of it at this point it's a great podcast by the way yeah i can see them like circling back i can see them retiring together and they might have a, a media contract already waiting for them I mean, Al Michael did bring Jason up into the booth that one Thursday night that he was bored to death because the game sucked. And he was like, Jason, you're on bye week this week. Uh, Do you want to hang out in the booth for uh, 30 minutes? Because I got nothing to talk about. Yeah, no, that was the Bears game. And Al doesn't like the Bears. So, you know. It wasn't a good game, though, either. No, it wasn't. But the Bears won, so I was okay with it. You know. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be happy. A win's a win. Right. So any other props or was that all of them? That was all the props for... um, the Chiefs Bills and then uh, a lot of heartbreak for uh, for Bills fans uh, this morning or last night and carrying into this morning. I wonder how many Bills fans just could not go into work today. I was texting with a friend of mine, uh, Bratchett, who I work with. He's a fan of all things Michigan sports related. And I was concerned if they hadn't pulled that off, if I was going to see him at all this week. You know. So that brings us yeah. up, that that brings us up to uh, the 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 championship divi- or conference championship games. What in the wide wide world of sports is going on here? What's going on here is we have a two o'clock afternoon game Sunday afternoon, Chiefs at Ravens. That's on CBS. What's that's the- a three o'clock Eastern time? We're gonna get Jim Nance and Tony Romo as our broadcast duo. Yeah, I, I'm I'm done with with Romo for the year, but I, I got to put up with him for another two hours. So, well, I I'll get a little kick out of him uh, ignoring Tay-Tay again uh, because it's another Chiefs game. Uh huh. So I'll get I'll get a little bit of a laugh and a chuckle out of that. Um, it's the it's 
the first time of the year that we're actually going to have two games on Sunday and nothing else going on for the rest of the weekend or any other days. It's just yeah. one, one and done. We're, we're looking at Sunday and then there's a two week period and then the, the Super Bowl. And then we got a drought, man. <laughs> yeah. So there's a couple things. There's a couple things that we can do that I'll bounce some ideas off of you. But uh, I think we're probably going to end up after this. We'll, we'll get back on track in a second. But uh, after this weekend, um, I think we're going to do a show next week, recapping this weekend and then looking at some of the fun stuff. I know you're not a big Pro Bowl fan, but I do like to give a shout out to some of the players that are competing in these skills competitions because I do watch them. That's cool. And we, um, we, like you said, we can recap this weekend's games. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. The the flag football portion of it is, uh, it's just, I, I think it's more for the players just to kind of, you know, kind of bro out and stuff and not hurt each other. Um, but as a fan, uh, it's hard to watch. It definitely is hard to watch, especially when we watch these guys beat the shit out of each other every week. Um, watching them pull their panties, like, mm-hmm. ooh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, but and and it, defensive and offensive linemen aren't really going to shine during flag football. <laughs> that, that's, that's that's fair that's, too. That's definitely so a skills show off game, you know. We've got so we got Chiefs Ravens three Eastern two Central CBS with Jim Nance and Tony Romo, who I, I'm sure you're probably happy this is going to be the last time you're going to hear from him because I believe. It's a CBS Fox broadcast this weekend, so it that is. means NBC gets the Super Bowl, correct? Right. I believe that's how that it is works. correct, yes. Yeah, that's how it works every year. Um, the championship gets divided between two broadcasters, and then uh, Super Bowl gets goes to the the other the third one. So they don't. NBC does not get the broadcast this weekend. Um, over under is forty five and a half. Um, which I kind of feel is low. I do too, man. I think and I'm I'm taking Ravens over. I think I'm with you on this one, man. Um, as much as the the argument was Patrick's never played on the road, uh, he didn't look too uncomfortable in Buffalo. Yeah, but that's that's that Ravens, man. That that's but. That's that's probably the most complete team in the NFL right now. I think the Ravens have a better blitzing package than Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buffalo's defense was pretty banged up going into that game, so mm-hmm. the fact that they kept it within three points is actually kind of amazing. They started the game with four linebackers total on the roster. Yeah, that's awful. That's terrible. Yeah, they were. Yeah, that's awful. And they were down to like like third string. One of them was a third-string guy, and I think one might have been off the practice squad because everybody yeah, else was one, hurt. Yeah, one came straight out of Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah. One came out of Buffalo Wild Wing just for the day. That's probably why we didn't see any fucking wing shots on the, yeah, on the they, screen. He wasn't they making, weren't making wings. Yeah, he, he was playing. Yeah, he was warming up. Um, so what do we got for props on this one? Um, so I haven't – I, I got to stick with the same sort of stuff. This is Baltimore, so um, – Tay-Tay sightings. You know we're going to see her. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know Romo's going to ignore her. Um, so I'm going to stick with the same line as we did uh, for the Buffalo game, and I'm going to say six and a half again. Um, that one was really tight. Yeah. So no, absolutely. Um, I'm not, as again, again, I'm saying, like, I don't know what the situation, like, what the suite is like in Baltimore and what the camera angle is like to pick her up either. So 
Um, this is completely like throw it at the wall and hope it sticks sort of yeah, situation. In, the way things are going, the way things have progressed with her going to the games, I think they're going to have, have a camera set up just to get a shot in there once in a while. Just your, here's your job. Watch yeah. what's going on in that box. And then uh, my next prop, uh, I have to throw it out there, and I don't, I, I honestly don't think it's going to happen, but since it did, we're going to throw it in there. And we're going to see um, the resurrection of the shirtless Jason Kelsey. It either happens or it doesn't. I think uh, he may have taken some shit for going a little too crazy, and a lot of it was probably alcohol-fueled from being in the parking lot with Bills fans earlier. Well, he was getting yelled at by his wife and his mom. I've seen highlights yeah, of both of them, yeah, you know, so, with the fingers shaking and the chastising. Yeah, so I think I think he's going to be a good boy, and uh, especially, like, he could cut loose, too. So there was a situation there where he wasn't, he didn't have to stay in peak physical condition, so, and, you know, be... Let his hair down. He first, could wake up. First yeah, he could let, let his, his hair, hair down, down wake yeah. up with a hangover. He There was really no repercussions for him uh, with the Eagles. So um, I don't think it's going to happen again, but I got to throw it out there because it's already happened. There's, there's been a precedent set, sure. So I got one that I think will be fun. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go with – it's in Baltimore, so you know people are going to be dressed up. I'm not going to go with the bird. That's a little too obvious. Um, I'm going to go with someone dressed up as a purple pimp. We have seen those guys. We've seen pimps before. No, and I, I mean, just think, at, I think at, Baltimore at is the place where you're going to have a purple pimp. Yeah, at, at the Ravens broadcast, I have seen the guy with the purple and black, you know, the the huggy bear look I would like to call yeah it. the yeah. huggy bear look exactly yeah. Yeah. so um and then I'm gonna throw one more out there um the, that I haven't even written down the, but the, I'll write it down the, after this episode the the purple um, and black the purple and black fly guy oh nice <laughs> nice fly guy <laughs> that, that'd be a, that'd be a good one um I'm gonna throw it out there because. I don't know why I'm thinking this because it has nothing to do with either team. Someone in the crowd will be dressed up as a gorilla. <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking this. I just because it's the last. It's gonna. They're not gonna go out to to Vegas to to see the big game. So even if they win, so they're they're going to shoot their load this weekend. All that stuff yeah. they've been they've been sitting on and saving up. It's going to be fixed this weekend. So, yeah, I can yeah, I so can totally see gorilla. that. Gorilla. 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 That's what I got. I don't know why. I just – it. I was sitting here talking to you, and I was just thinking to myself, gorilla. gorilla. Why did that come to mind? Like, somebody dressed neither... up – Somebody – I'm thinking, like, the um, the look from um, Teen Wolf, only it's a gorilla instead of the wolf. There the you jer- go. The jersey and the, the – yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, somebody with, like, a gorilla head on at least and, like, a, a I don't know, a Ravens jersey. Um, I think it's because uh, Ravens are probably going to wear purple and black again yep. instead of uh, purple and white. I really, um, I really – Sometimes they throw the white pants on, but I think it's going to be purple and black again. I, 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 the, the one thing I, I, I hope we don't see, but I know we will, just because it's the Ravens and they can't keep this moron off the camera. Ray fucking Lewis, go away. You retired, Ray. Let it go, because I'm tired of seeing you every time there's a fucking Ravens game. I'm I'm actually shocked that they 
they actually show him. Um, and and now they talk about Michael Vick again, like he's like was just amazing. And I mean, the, the, some of I don't know. Anyway, if uh, if you need any more information, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk dirty about people on this show. But uh, if you need any more information about Ray Lewis or Michael Vick, you can Google it. Yeah, just you go go to the Google machine, boys and girls. I have my reasons for not liking Ray, and it sounds like Adam's on the same page as I am. <laughs> So that, yeah, us, so that brings us to the, the late game on Sunday. This one is on Fox, 530 Central, 630 Eastern. Yep. The NFC we get your guys. The NFC Championship game, the Lions at the Niners. We get we get Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. And uh, you know what? I don't know which way to go on this one. I think these two teams uh, so are the, very... So the over-under on this is 52-and-a-half. Yeah, this is a very evenly matched game, though. I think they, I think their their strengths and weaknesses play into each other very equally. Um, so honest, uh, this game could go either way. I think if the Niners get the ball early and the Lions make a make a stop um, on the initial drive. I think the Lions have a very good chance of winning this game. I think if the Niners score first, I think the Lions have a very bad chance of winning this game. Um, so they were saying on the weekend that the Niners hadn't allowed rushing yards against them this year, 100 and, 110 rush yards or something like that in a the game. They'd right. never seen that. Right. Um, nobody rushes the ball when you're behind. The 49ers always play ahead. Mm-hmm. So how how can you run the ball when you're behind? So of course nobody else is rushed for that. Well, that's the way uh, that's the way they're built. Get get a lead and make that defense punish you. That's the way they're built. I think I think Dan Campbell is going to look at the tape from that Packers Niners game, and he's got his own little game plan. But I think he's going to take away a lot of uh, excellent points from that footage. And I think he's going to put a game together. I think Lions under. Uh, that's what I went with as well. Lions under. And I am I mean, it's a great story for Detroit. Hands up for Detroit. Um, the 49ers, they've looked good for years. And, you know, they probably deserve to go to a Super Bowl. But that Lions team being turned around in less than three years is remarkable. And, and that's one of the things they talked about during the broadcast. Management and ownership have done a remarkable job. There would, there would have been a lot of other organizations that would have dropped Dan Campbell after that second season when they hadn't be, had a winning record yet. And Mrs. Ford came out and she says, no, I'm staying the course, and it's paying dividends. Yeah, her name is What? something firestone ford like no, no, I, she i think it's like limestone ford but I, I could be wrong but yeah i think it's i think it's firestone ford like she screams motor city with a name like that <laughs> yeah <I> mean, <laughs> who's got all the money in detroit huh? firestone and, and ford <laughs> and ford yeah i think her last like she's firestone i can't remember her first name but i think it's firestone ford she goes by and i'm just like oh my goodness like nothing screams motor city like that jeez Call yourself like Mary Lincoln Continental. Sheila Ford Hemp. Hemp, sorry. Yeah. She took over three years ago. 
So it was first thing she did was hire the GM that hired Dan Campbell. That was their first move officially as as ownership. And I think staying the course is the right decision. I think a lot of uh, a lot of owners they can are they can are trying it. to p- yeah they're trying to pivot for 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 profit. It's and not. It's not I, only that. This is a. This is a. What have you done for me lately, league? No, you got to build, and I'm going to tell you, like what they've done in Detroit is impressive, and I feel bad for you, and but I'm very excited to see that very competitive NFC North next year, when you've got Lions and apparently the Packers are a, are a serious contender, and your Bears are looking great. They just got to put a couple extra pieces in there and Minnesota's not oh, going anywhere either. Well, they got they maybe have a quarterback issue, who they knows. May, they may it depends um, what happens there, but so um but yeah, Minnesota looks great if they can retain Jefferson and, you know, they get they get Kurt back. I mean, mm-hmm. Kurt Kurt looks really good in in purple. Um he's, he was, he's a great he was having the best year of his career until he had that Achilles. He's he's a great quarterback, and I I'll, like I enjoy watching him play. So it'll be fun to watch. So what's our uh, what's our prop bets for this one? So Lions Niners uh, Montana uh, Rice coin toss. So I I'm gonna throw it back to last week's uh, Lions, uh, which I thought was gonna happen. Honorary captains. I think we're gonna see Joe Montana and Jerry Rice uh, at the coin toss. They did show now. They did show Jerry briefly on camera Sunday. Yeah, he's he's always around. He's usually drinking wine or something in the stands when they pan to him. Like well, he's why not? having a good time. Why not? He's, he's having a good time. Yeah. But I think we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see Joey. And uh, and Jerry do a coin toss, one or either both of them or one or the other. Um, so that's that's you know yes or no. That's a that's a zero point five. Um, my second prop is a uh, B roll of the Golden Gate Bridge one and a half times. Yeah, I, I that one I'd almost do the over. Yeah, I, it depends. Sometimes they never show it at all. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure. Uh, how Fox likes to do their broadcasting. They usually just show the stadium from the outside, and you don't see a lot of sights around it. Well, and it depends on it depends on the amount of vampire coverage going on, because you don't. Yeah, want, you there's know, you know, Santa, could be vampires. Santa Clara and the vampires. You just never know. Um, I threw in a I threw in an interesting one because, we, as I said, we don't know how this game is going to go, depending on you know if the Niners get a lead or not. If the Niners don't get a lead, this is what I'm going with. Disgruntled Niners fans, four and a half times. Um, we did see we did see the Philadelphia disgruntled fans, so I'm bringing that one back. I'm going with disgruntled Niners fans because the and, chance of seeing disgruntled Niners fans is exponentially higher. And they did show quite a few of the Bills fans at the end of the game crying into their beers. So yeah, yeah. maybe maybe that's that's not a bad call. Uh, but I think we could see disgruntled Niners fans even before the half, even if like the Lions are just winning by a field goal, or if um, you know, it's not a um, blowout. <laughs> they're, they're still competitive. Yeah, it's not a blowout or anything at this point. <laughs> you know, Moody misses a kick for whatever reason, right? Right. Um, that uh, that and my final prop bet. I threw a fun one in because I know there's a 
There's a couple of people that asked when our next episode was coming out. And, uh, funny enough, my buddy Pete doesn't even watch football. He watched his first game last night, and he's asking when the next episode of our podcast is coming out. So um, I threw a fun one out there. I think we're going to see an actual lion in the stands, like somebody dressed up as a stuffed lion. What if they have a stuffed toy of the lion? Would that count as for No, the... it has to be a person. It has to be a person dressed in a costume. Li- or, dressed up as a lion. Or actual circus stock. One of the or if, if if there's an actual lion in the stands, yeah. I might like clear the stands first of all. But yeah, you get points for that too, because that like that tops all the prop bets. Now now you know what they call American mountain lions, what the other name for them is, right? Cougars? Right. So if we see a cougar, that doesn't count. No, that's not a that's not a lion. That's a fifty something with her with a hunger on with a or hunger, something with a hunger on hanging around a thirty year old man. Okay, yeah, that, that's a, that's that'll fun. That this will be a good fun week in a football. But man, it's just one day. What am I going to do with Saturday? I'll be I'll be texting you just out of a fix. Just just yeah. So <laughs> I've already started planning my Saturday and. Uh, my daughter's going to be uh, doing a couple things on Saturday, so I'm playing taxi. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to be kind of in between things, kind of going, man, I wish there was football today. My youngest wants, um, for the boys and girls that don't know, Adam and I are, are big music guys, and I I have, like, three different turntables, and I'm, I'm big into vinyl, and I've been going to this record store often to buy vinyl. There's actually two of them, and they're, like, 20 minutes away. And I brought my oldest over the summer, because she just wanted to spend the day with me, and she doesn't live at home, and she doesn't get a lot of quality time with Dad. So she and I went to the record store. And like a month ago, the youngest comes up. And she goes, Dad, are you going to that record store? I'm like, well, which one? She goes, well, I want to go to the record store with you. She doesn't like vinyl. She's not big into music like me and the oldest, but she wants to go to the record store. So I, I might bring her to the record store Saturday. I don't know. I'm sure we'll hear from each other regardless, yeah. because we'll be like, be like, bro, is there anything on TV right now? <laughs> <laughs> can we or can we watch Thunderbirds together, man? <laughs> yeah, we're putting on a putting on dodgeball just so that we get the the cotton, the cotton commentator, <laughs> the cotton commentating Mc, cotton McKnight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did not get a text from Bratchert, so he will not be joining us, unfortunately. So um. Oh, that's fine. Uh, I mean, but, it would have been nice if we had a fan. Uh, or uh, I wouldn't say uh, he was a Lions fan, right? Oh, big time Lions fan. They, yeah, they, so they, that they, might that might have gone on a really long time because he's probably like really excited. He texted me halfway through the third when when Tampa had that little bit of a push and had I think they scored one. They were only down by fourteen. He texted me in the third and he goes, "Dude, we're gonna blow this fucking lead." <laughs> it it certainly did feel that way at one point. Yeah, um, did. especially when Baker made magic moves and came down the field in like a minute and a half and scored a touchdown. And then I don't know even know why they went tried to take the two pointer there, but um, Collinsworth was swearing mathematically it was a good thing, and he he broke it down, and I understood the logic behind it. I I do understand the logic behind it. If you go for two and make it, then you only have six. If you go for two and miss, you can go for two after the second touchdown. And you'll be tied up. You're either gonna you're either gonna be up one, yeah, I, or you're gonna be tied. I heard his, I heard his bullshit stats of like, you have a fifty percent, fifty five percent chance of making the two point, but a ninety five percent chance of making the one point, 
And then he did some, like, I don't know, shaman weird math where for some reason he thinks 255% add up to 110%, where 295% only add up to 95%. That's that's not how this works. That's not how it works. Yeah, like his argument was absolute bullshit to me. Like, you have a, okay, so you're basically telling me that you have a 90% chance of not making two two-point conversions and you have a 10% chance of not making two kicks. That's that's the math. That's the actual math. Not what he threw out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's So he's just he's just he's an idiot. <laughs> I mean, the chances of making the point after touchdown is is pretty high. I'd say 95% is probably accurate. Yeah, no. For the for the number of kicks that we see, unless uh you're the Packers kicker. Oh yeah, and my um I, I don't know about you. I know because I'm they they play in my division. I hear about I hear from them a lot more and I'm surrounded by a lot more of their fans. Do you have a lot of Packer fans on your timeline? Not really. No. Um It's my experience that the Packer fans are the St. Louis Cardinal fans of football. Oh. Really okay. annoying, really over the top, really gloating, really poor li- poor winners and really terrible losers. You know, just just the my team is better than yours. You know, those guys that just they're just relentless yeah. with it. And um I did take I I know, yeah, the meme's been all over the all over the social medias about, you know, watching the Packers lose as a Bears fans Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I'll 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 take that a little bit because I did enjoy gloating on their pages going, Now will you shut up until next fucking September, you annoying fuck? I was I was honestly like as much as I enjoy watching the Niners and they're stacked like Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, um, McCaffrey. Uh, I'm not really sold on Purdy. I think he's uh, he's easily rattled. Um, he's doing his job, but I mean, he's easily rattled and he you did, can tell. He did seem to get flustered on that game Sunday a couple of times. and. So I w- I've seen it before because I've been watching the Niners games pretty much all season just because McCaffrey is so much fun to watch. Oh, he's, um, he, he does it all. He does it all. Runs really strong, really a pet talented runner, awesome in the pass block, and awesome in the passing game. He's a better receiver than his old man was. And that's saying something. But our fans around here uh, for NFL are either non-existent uh, because NFL is not a big, huge thing here. We obviously, as as Canada, does not have an NFL team. Oh, you like the hockey, don't so, you? Yeah, yeah. You like yeah the everybody hockey, loves right? the hockey here, eh, bud? Aye. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of Canadian hockey the, teams. The, the, the but, best um, the, the best nicknames in all the sports are the are the hockey nicknames, though. Oh yeah, bud. <laughs> they got the best nicknames there. <laughs> all right, so we have uh, a little bit of but, time to kill. But um, our, yeah, our fans are basically Buffalo uh, in this area. Uh, Detroit is another uh, big one because of that Windsor-Detroit yeah. uh, border. Mm-hmm. And Buffalo Buffalo is an easy shot, uh, Niagara Falls border, right? Right. So those are those are really the two big ones. And then anybody else that likes football, I have a, I have some other friends um, that I have other hobbies with that uh, 
it's kind of a weird kind of melting pot for Canadians. Uh, they just kind of pick a team and just be like, yep, that's who I'm going to be miserable about for the rest of my life. Um, I have one friend who's a, a Chargers fan. He's been a Chargers fan forever. Um, I feel bad for him because when have the Chargers ever done anything? Well, and that, then, might, that might be changing if Jim Harbaugh goes there. Another guy is uh, an Arizona Cardinals fan of all places. Well, maybe that could that be. Well, no, he's probably not old enough because the Cardinals did play in Chicago for. 20 or 30 years. Yeah, I, I don't think he's, I don't even think he's old enough to, to know that history, to be honest. And yeah. then, of course, we do see a lot of Raiders fans because of Baltimore. the whole, like, yeah. thug, thug life, public enemy sort of, you know, NWA vibe, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, but that's I, it for football fans. And, and, and maybe there is one year. This is 20 years ago. Danny Bonaducci had a radio show in Chicago. Knows nothing about sports. He bet the sports guy he could predict outcomes based totally, totally on who he thought had the cooler helmets. <laughs> maybe that's what maybe that's what your Canadian friends are basing their fandom on is who has the cooler helmets. Because yeah, those Chargers helmets are pretty cool. The 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 helmets are cool. I mean, they did have they did have some good pieces back in the day. They had like Ladanian Tomlinson, Tomlinson, sorry, um, you know, Philip um, Rivers. Got you, Philip Philip Rivers. Yeah, I mean, that guy's got probably got like uh, two baseball teams worth of kids at this point. Yeah, like, he he can field a whole a whole pro 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 pro, pro program. Yeah, there's matter of fact, I yeah. think they start spring training in Maris, in Sarasota pretty soon. Uh, so I, I bet. You know. Um, so we have a little bit of time to kill. Bill, Be- Bill Belichick had his second interview with the Falcons. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> what do you think the interview I'm went so- like? I'm <laughs> sorry, guys. Like, fuck's sakes. I don't like. Okay. Um, Bill, can you tell us a time where you overcame adversity? Yeah, well, I was down 28 um, to 3 in the Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so uh, you guys were beating our asses 28 to 3 in a Super Bowl and you lost. I think that uh, like that that's like uh Pierce saying my resume's on the field. Like Bill Belichick's resume is literally on the field. Well, I pictured the second interview going not being very long. Bill walks and he sits down and they go, "Okay, Bill, um so we've talked about it just in, in your mind, how do you see what kind of um, what kind of control do you want of the organization? And Bill, being 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 the the the, the wordsmith that he is, total. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they go, I don't know about that. And Bill going, I'm on to Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, I'm on to Cincinnati. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's just he's just into his next thing. He just yeah. He's, Bill doesn't give up anything. He's just—he's just so terse, man. He really is. It's just... I'm just trying to figure out what happens in those interviews. I don't actually think they're interviews. I think they're more like meet and greets. They're probably like wined and dined, and there's like probably like a lobster buffet and stuff. And they sit down and they chat and they try to figure out if it's gonna work just by the dynamics and the social interaction between um, upper management and this new coach. Right, right. And that's, if it's if somebody not Bill Belichick, just, just say it's one of the coordinators that often get these interviews right now, those interviews can go on for five and six and seven hours. 
because they're really hammering the coaches about, you know, made up situational things to see how they handle it and see how they handle the pressure. And they really, they put them through their paces in a lot of areas. I've even heard of teams going so far as to have mock press conferences to see how these coordinators are going to handle being in front of a camera. So, but you're not going to do that with Belichick. You've, you've got all that on film already. Yeah. And I mean, he's got his, his resumes on the field. He's, he's coached enough games that you know what he's all about and what he can do as a coach. So, I mean, anybody's better than what you had. I think a monkey would be better than what they had. Yeah. I, I and I mean, to get, get to get, get the, the, the most, what, third, second most winning coach in NFL history. Yeah, you can get the trunk monkey to do better than Arthur Smith. So it was funny last uh, last week. It was Thursday. Um, I'm obviously a big Patriots fan, as you know. Um, Bill leaves, you know, on Tuesday. You know, him and him and Robert Kraft have come to a mutual agreement that uh, they're parting ways. Um, and then Thursday. Um, they have a press conference where Gerard Mayo is the new coach and he answers all these questions and, uh, Robert Kraft's sitting there and they, uh, they asked Robert, they said, uh, why wouldn't you just keep Bill on as coach? And he said, well, here's the problem. Bill has had so much to do with the team since after winning his third Super Bowl is that I didn't want to have some sort of animosity or power struggle if I put somebody into a position. He didn't want to. He didn't want to give up GM. Um, yeah. He didn't want to give up the GM powers. What it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. So, there was your answer there. Um, I don't think it had anything to do with uh, with Bill's coaching. I think they wanted to. I think Bill wanted to probably break Shula's record but did not want to give up the GM power. Mm -hmm. I think ultimately Bill would have been a great GM if he just stayed GM and they did something else in the coaching, but obviously they couldn't come to an agreement. Um, they also didn't want Bill being the GM and then telling the coach, this is the way I would have done it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, cause how, even if it's just, even if it's not meant as, as, uh, I know more than you. Let's say it was genuine. You know what would have worked there? How do you ignore it coming from Bill Belichick? You just can't. You can't. I mean, can't. Yeah, I, uh, it's it's Bill. So you, that, that, that would put any coach that you hired to work under Belichick in a really bad position. So, so um, I did see uh, the Raiders did hire Antonio Pierce as their coach. And I think that's a fantastic move. I really do. Simply because the team wants him there. His performance as interim was really fantastic, really solid. I mean, sure, they've got a child molester at quarterback, but they can fix that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but he's not a child molester. I just think he looks like one. <laughs> yeah, you I, you can't really throw that accusation out there. That's not fair. Well, he just, he just looks like he's, you know, never mind. Um <laughs> That was a joke, boys and girls. By all means, do not take it that I'm calling you. He's probably a very good Christian boy. I don't want to say anything bad. That's just the vibe I get. Um, but he's he, his team likes him. They played well for him. He seemed to he picked up a team halfway through the season, and he finished the season at, at, a, at a much better record than they were on pace for. So, yeah, that's a good that's a good decision by by the ownership, Davis and, and family. Well, now we get to see 
Uh, now that he's he knows he's going to be coach and he's got the job, he's got a full off season to prepare. Prepare. He gets to go through the draft. Mm-hmm. He gets to go through the training camps as the coach. He gets to go through it all, mm-hmm. and we'll see what he puts on the field come next season. And I think that's a huge advantage to a guy that came in halfway through the season, forced to, not even like, hey, can I be coach? Like they just said, you're the guy who's doing it. Yeah, because we're firing, we're firing the head coach and your boss. Yeah. Both of those yep. guys are gone. So yeah, we're firing, we're firing everybody, and you're next in line. So yeah. do a good job, or you're fired too. It, it wasn't, like, it, it wasn't even like the line of succession for for the United States. You know, something happens to the president, the vice president. Something happens to the vice president, speaker of the house, and then it goes through the cabinet members. So he was like basically the the secretary of education being given the job as president. Yeah, it's like uh, when when Darth Vader squeezes the life out of his admirals, and then he's like. It's your job now, Admiral. And it was like some guy that was just like mopping the floors. Chad Vader, his nephew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chad Vader. And the Bears today hired um, their offensive coordinator. They got the guy who was a Seahawks offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron. Um, nice. That's a good pickup, actually. That's what I'm just going to get into a little bit. Is um, I you know a lot of Bears fans are like this guy didn't do anything with any. I'm sorry. Do you see what he did with Geno Smith? I like Geno. I do too, but that that a lot of his success this year was coaching. Yeah, fair. Um, I mean, I like I like Russell Wilson as well, and. Uh, you know, a lot of his unsuccess was coaching. Well, that's that's yeah, but that could be said with both teams. So that makes right? me believe maybe there's something going on with Russell a little bit there. Anyway, well, we're not going to talk about Russ this episode. Otherwise, I think we're all squared away. Is there anything else you want to you want to address here, sir? I don't think there's any big coaching moves that have been made yet. Uh, as I know, Belichick is uh, sitting on the sitting on the bench, sitting in the wings, waiting. I think we're probably going to see some pretty big decisions over maybe the next two weeks uh, because we're going to have that dead spot. Right, right. And a lot of teams are going to take advantage of that lull in the news coverage. To well, I, I know the Lions uh, coordinators and a couple other uh, um, San Francisco coordinators are going for interviews during the bye week. So it's going to be a fun watch. Make sure you tune in next week, boys and girls, as we break down the championships for the cult for different conferences, leading up to, of course, the week off and then the Super Bowl. Um, for my partner in crime, the affable and effervescent Adam Whitehall. Adam, had a lot of fun, buddy. Yeah, I'm always having fun, man. If you guys want to hit me up, I'd like to have fun with you guys too. Get you on the show, maybe. Uh, just hit me up at uh, on X, Adam off the couch. Or you could check us out on uh, on the Book of Faces. We've got uh, Straight Off the Couch right there. You can find us, and we're available on all your favorite podcast platforms. To get a hold of me, you go to Twitter at, I'm sorry, at X. you got to call it X now. At T-R-E-M-U-P. That's at T-R-E-M-U-P on Twitter. Boys and girls, be safe. God bless. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>